Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Dummy, I'm a zombie. I'm a zombie, Jay. I'm floating in space. For <laughs> I know. Reason. I was trying to figure out why. And I understand my hands are in a weird position. Are that would you make a you space think. Zombie? I am like Dead Space, that video game. That game was badass. Yeah. I'm one of those crazy badass, badass space zombies. I'm a zombie because I've been revived. <laughs> 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 I had do you no, see? Do you see where I was going? With that I now? see the connection now. Right. Uh, you just w- w- we started recording, and you were like, "All right, just go with me on this." <laughs> and I know I was like, "All right, our, our topic today is TV show revivals." And you started the way you started. I'm glad we ended where we did. Good. Me I'm too. Glad. I, I I appreciate it. Uh, you you were revived. I was, which I, I like much like the subject of this episode, yeah. which is. TV revivals. Which are uh, prevalent on television right now. They are. I think it's a good time that we should talk about We should come up with a definitive idea of what makes a good one. All right, so let's high five and die, and then we'll come back as a revival. But but I need you to be a zombie. Done. All right. Done and done. All right, get ready to zombie. High High five. five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. And now we're revived. Can you be a zombie with me, Jay, this time? (laughs) (laughs) You still can't follow directions. Although when you came back, you're like, no, I'm revived. It's like a Dracula voice so much. You're like, blah, blah, blah. Blue, no. I'm I'm revived. Hey, to be honest, that would also work. Why did I? I just went Italian for some. Uh, I'm revived. Hey, uh, spicy bloody meatballs. Uh, it's a zombie Mario. <laughs> Give me some sausage. As is a revival. It's a me, a revival. <laughs> that would also work, though, to be fair. <laughs> it's a me. Dracula's revived. also revived. It's true. I guess, yeah, because they die and then they come back exactly. as Draculas. As Draculas. Yeah. As just a gaggle of Draculas. What is, is a what group a, of Draculas called? I think it's... I, th- I like gaggle, although I'm not sure that's it. It might be a gargle. Of Draculas. <laughs> or a suckening. But a bunch of, oh, the a suckening of, of Draculas. Uh-huh. A suckle? A, a suckle, suckle of, of Draculas? A suckle of Draculas. I'm into That's it. it. Officially, right there. here, we've told you, suckle of Draculas. There you go. Everybody, um, take a note in your high five journals, because I know you're keeping them. A, a group of vampires mm-hmm. is known as a suckle of Draculas. That's true. So there you go. 
uh, the more you over, know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we we've solved we've, a world crisis. We've soared to heights unimaginable. <laughs> uh, someone inform Trump, uh, and then he'll tweet something innocuous. About It'll be it. like a sackle of <laughs> Draculas. <laughs> ah, that good strong coffee fit. <laughs> so, uh, hey man, <sighs> how are you? I am. I'm doing pretty good. It has been a a long week. I don't. I, both of us haven't even talked to each other Mm-mm. since about when we recorded last time. Yep. Uh, it has been three a, years. A heck of a week. <laughs> three years ago. Little, little known fact, everybody. We recorded all the episodes you heard up until this week three years ago. Three years ago. And then we went on hiatus, and we're back this week. We just released them all in a way that you'd never know. <laughs> in an order that would surprise you. Podcast magic. <laughs> it is the magic of podcasting. Oh, magic what of they podcasting. also don't know is we have both grown long Santa Claus beards. And tied them together. Yes. At the ends, a la Avatar. <laughs> I was going to say a la Rip Van Winkle. Oh, but, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, but Avatar would mean that it would we're be like, more sexual. Would, yeah, I was about to say it would yeah. mean that we're like beard banging. Yeah, sweet, <laughs> cool. Welcome to beard banging with Q and J. No, that's okay. That's our spinoff podcast. All right, guys, welcome to beard banging. <laughs> Today we have to talk about like truckers. <laughs> Today we're talking fucking mind melding <laughs> with your facial hair. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna tie this strand of my beard. To this my this gray strand of my beard, to that red strand of your beard, and then we're gonna fuse it together with this condom. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know. With a soldering on it. I, I didn't know where you were going. That got um, very confusing. Welcome back to Beard Bangers. <laughs> beard bang- on the Discovery Channel. Beard bankers? <laughs> Bearded bankers. Yes. yes. Welcome to Beard Bankers. <laughs> we'll save you money while shaving off. <laughs> Those overdraft fees. Is your does your does your mustache hair tickle your nose? Is your FICA too high? <laughs> Come on down to Bearded Bankers. See if you qualify for a new homeowner's facial hair shave and trim. <laughs> We're also the creators of at-home colostomy <laughs> or at-home colonoscopies. Gross. <laughs> Both of those bearded are gross. Ba- bearded Bankers at-home colonoscopies. I like you corrected from one gross thing to another <laughs> yes. gross thing. You're like, from a colostomy to a colonoscopy. colonoscopy. <laughs> Gross. Um, Collins colonoscopy colostomies. <laughs> so, uh, have you watched anything lately? <laughs> that doesn't sound like I just like, need to get us away from it colon- sound like colonics. It. We actually did. Uh, I, I finally saw A Cure for Wellness. Oh, what'd you so think? So, Gore Verbinski. I thought it was fine. It would be a much better Bioshock movie. Yeah. You know, Gore it Verbinski really was attached to direct Bioshock. Oh, I would have. I still regret that there's no. Th- that's a perfect movie and, or a perfect story for a great adaptation. And that fell through. Yeah. And then he directly went into production on this movie. So I still, after watching mm-hmm. that movie, I still hold true that a lot of his concept design and everything right. he probably put Just into took. this movie. You know, I remember when you saw it. I don't remember what your assessment of it was. And as much as it pains me to say this, especially after, like, Chronicle, sure, I don't think I like Dame DeHaan. Nope. Agreed. He was my complaint about this movie. Right. He He's my complaint about Valerian. Well, I had a lot of complaints about Valerian, but he was a main one. They continue 
to weirdly miscast him. Yeah. I feel like in Valerian, he was cast as basically a Bruce Willis-esque yeah. type character. Yeah. Of which he does not have the body type or the demeanor. Mike, the craziest thing to me about Valerian was that they're like, he's this decorated war hero and he's been the highest ranking agent forever and he's gone through 37 partners and he's just uh, a loose cannon gun gun totally right. it's like and he's 12 <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like yeah. and in this one he's like well you're the you're, you're on the board of this gigantic company that we don't know what it does and you're on this task force and you're 13 i was gonna say and you're 12 <laughs> yeah. But it does, it keeps feeling like that. I felt like he was perfectly cast as angsty teenager totally. in, in um, Both Chronicle. And the Amazing Spider-Man. That's true. He he sort of worked in Amazing Spider-Man, but that whole movie kind of didn't work. Sure. So I think that was his, it wasn't him. Sure. I'm not blaming him for He also Spider-Man. was in that Metallica movie. Oh, yeah, the, the hour and a half long music video. Yeah, whatever that uh, was. I did see that. Um, and? It's not great, but... Is he well cast? No. Well, he doesn't speak. He just walks. He's through. just running. Got so it. it works. He's a roadie and he's running. Yeah, it. it works. Okay. Um, I like that movie because it's like an hour and a half long Metallica music video, and I sure. love Metallica. Sure, sure. It's not a good film. Um, but kind of like this movie. Yeah, it's. I feel like it Fine. has the mixes or the the ingredients in the mix to uh-huh. be a good movie. Visually, it's gorgeous. Right. Uh, story-wise, it's interesting. Like, it has some interesting plot points. Mm-hmm. I think he is horribly miscast, and pretty much the entire movie rests on his shoulders. It really, like, he's not strong enough to carry a movie where he's not an angsty teenager. Right. And I know, and, and more power to him for not wanting to be typecast as that. Sure. But take a note from Michael Sarah. Work your angle. Totally. And then for, uh, like, a weird part... At the end of that movie, spoiler alert, it kind of takes a weird, like, Phantom of the Opera, like... It does. That was actually... that confused the fuck out of me. So, here, I think... And I'll spoil it, because it's been out for long enough for people. My biggest complaint about the movie is that it... Well, besides Dane DeHaan, is that it was exactly what it set itself up to be. Yeah. Like, that kind of bothered me. I was expecting the entire time, like, a Shutter Island-esque twist. Totally. And the whole movie is kind of this dreamlike state, and it's sort of stepping back in time, and it set itself up to have a very great psychological twist at the end. Right, right, right. But then the movie ended with basically saying, hey, you know that weird stuff you thought was going on in that doctor you thought was a bad guy? Weird stuff's going on, and that doctor's a bad guy. Right. And it's like, oh, but well, then they why? also like introduce this whole like the doctor's actually been alive for a hundred years, and for he's some. and he's wanting a teenage bride, and she's he's a, trying to marry his daughter or something. I don't know what the fuck. It took kinda, a really yeah. weird turn that I was also like, well, this. Is nonsensical. Basically, like, I don't. What I understand from it, it was that he was he's been trying to cure death, basically right. at this weird mansion that somehow has a connection to the Fountain of Youth, right? Uh, or you know, a, an everlasting spring, right? But his daughter had some weird 
genetic disorder and he tried to cure her. The cures that he tried to do in the 1800s made people think he was evil, so they came and tried to kill his whole family. He somehow survived, saved the daughter, changed his identity, and started this medical clinic. And then basically he's using rich, lonely people to siphon off some essence of their life that he's figured out to give to his daughter who he wants to marry. I think. I think. But also he's wearing like a super good prosthetic mask and he's actually like a hideous, deformed monster. Right? Isn't that how it ends? There is. Well, there's a part of it where he kind of rips off his face and he's all burned from when they tried to burn him. And it's like, holy shit. But it doesn't look like a mask. It looks like, you know. I was about to say Jeremy Irons, but it's not Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Looks um, like Jeremy Irons. Who who's the actor in that? Who's the doctor? I don't remember. He's the guy who plays um Se- Severus. Uh, not Snape. Um, he's the guy who plays uh, Malfoy's dad. Isn't oh it? oh um, isn't it the guy I, from I the Patriot? I can't remember, but I know I who you're talking about. I Fuck, I can't remember him. But yes, I want to Jason I want, Isaacs. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Jeremy Irons because it's the same initials. Is it Jason Isaacs? Yes, I think it so. is. I think that's him in that movie. He's doing a really weird, like, German accent. But anyway, it it could have had a great Shutter Island-esque twist, um, and it just didn't. The whole movie, I was like, oh, Dane DeHaan is that girl. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what I thought was happening. For sure. He is that girl. That's what I also thought was happening. And that doctor's been bringing him back to the the hospital. Turns out, not. Nope. He's just a weird adult child. So we watched that. Meh. Meh. We also watched uh, Game Over Man. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. It is bad. Oh, And I hate really? to say it. Fuck. Because the logline of the workaholics guys ride a diehard spoof, I'm awesome. all over that. Totally. It's just not good. That sucks. Um, And it, and it was a bummer. We watched and I had high hopes for it. That sucks because um, that other Adam Devine Netflix movie was actually pretty good. The time travel one? The time travel yeah. one. Was, but he didn't write that one. I know, but it was just, I don't know. I felt yeah. like it was in the same vein, like yeah. this kind of goofy comedy. That one was good, and he was good in it. Yeah. He's he's fine. He's the same. I mean, I've told he's you my Adam complaint with, my, with Adam Devine. Is he's the exact same character sure. in this as he is in everything. But the thing about this was they tried to double down on, like, gross-out gags. Sure. But the gross-out gags didn't have any substance or need in the plot. Gotcha. So I'll tell you something that happens in the movie. Got it. Maybe it's a spoiler. Maybe it's not. Daniel Stern is in this movie. Um, Daniel Stern as in from Home Alone? Daniel Marv Stern? from Home Alone, yeah. What? He's the manager of this hotel. Into it. <laughs> that, that, they, that they work at. Okay. Throughout... You know, and it's a diehard spoof. Exactly the diehard, you know, setup of these people come in and then they're there and they take over. There is a part where the Daniel Stern character is hitting on every female employee that works for him. He's a super sleazeball. And he gets stabbed in the dick. And so this woman stabs him in the dick, turns the knife, and then his penis falls out of his pants. And he falls over, like, apparently dead. About 45 minutes later, it's like... He comes out of a side door in a place of the hotel that he was nowhere near and saves the day by, like, hitting people with his dismembered dick. What? Yeah. Okay. And that happens. And it's like a deus ex penisa. Like, it's... (laughs) He just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, why... Why aren't we doubling down on this dick gag that wasn't that funny for a character that doesn't really matter to the plot? Right. And so... 
I don't know. And I don't know. That, like, I could tell what they wanted to be funny. And I would give some cursory, like, huh, every now and then. Sure. But that was about it. That sucks. Uh, and then the other one we watched was uh, Killing Gunther. Oh, that was that the... That uh, Killam. Yeah. That directed How was and that? written. I heard that was bad. That was better than Game Over Man, but not great. Because it's, it's done in like a faux documentary style, right. which is fine. Here, Okay. Here's my honest opinion of it. Had it been like an 11 minute Saturday Night Live or internet sketch, uh-huh. it'd have been hilarious. Got it. It does not stand up for nine for, minutes, for like 86 minutes. Feature length. And, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like first build. He's on the poster, like crossing his arms. You don't even see him until the last 20 minutes. Oh, really? He's not even in the movie until the last 20 minutes. That's crazy. And then he's barely in it at that point. Huh. So it's just, it's sort of a misfire, no pun intended. Um, I, I would say if it's on television or if it's like free somewhere, give Check it a it shot. But don't expect much from it. Right. Like there are some funny gags. Bobby Moynihan is pretty funny. Um, there, you know, Taron Killam is is him. He's Taron Killam. Sure. And then the the Schwarzenegger stuff is pretty funny. But it's not. It's too. It's That's few and far between. That's about as far as it goes. That's about as far as it goes. It's the joke gets old pretty quick because they don't have a lot to back it up with. Got it. So lame. Uh, that's what we saw. I do have one thing I want to uh, encourage you to watch, but I want to hear about what you've watched. Okay. I've talked a lot. I need yeah. a drink. Uh. So I you, went and saw one movie, and and, and I'm very movie. I'm very excited to hear about this. Film. All right. So I went and saw Ready Player One. Yay. Uh, I was supposed to go with you, but I couldn't. And it was so, just totally fine. I, I, but we've both read this book. Yeah. You read this book and then forced me to read this book because you were like, dude, you are going to love this book. It is yeah. so up your alley. And I read it and I loved it. And that was the thing is I did as well. And a lot of people will like critique the book for being I know, a lot of a masturbatory or like and, nostalgic. And, right. And that's fine, but that's what I wanted out of that book. That's what and it I gave expected. it to me in spades, and that's what I wanted. And so I got it. So I was satisfied. Yeah. It'd be like if you watch Stranger Things and you're like, I hate Spielberg and Stephen King and let's the see, '80s. Let's see what this Stranger Things is all about. And they're like, What's the hype? It's like you, the hype is the things you hate. Right. The hype is the things that you don't. It's like. supposed to feel like Amblin. Yeah. It's supposed to be the '80s. Right. It's supposed to just be nostalgia overload. The story is okay. Right. Like. That's what it is. That's what you're going and in And if you for. don't want that, don't, don't watch go it. into it. Right. Yeah. So um, I very much felt like that. Yeah. Uh, it was one that I blazed through. Yeah. Like, it's I, easy to I read. I read it cover to cover. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so when this movie was announced, I was fucking jazzed. Well, I remember because you and I both read it before the announcement of the movie was even made. Yep. And you and I had a conversation off podcast saying... I wish they would make this into a movie, yeah. but there's no way they could do it. Totally, because the, the, the references. references would be a a legal nightmare for any team to try and yeah. tackle securing the rights to use all of the characters and references. That is, in the unless same you're Warner Brothers and, <laughs> and Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. And then you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Literally, the only company that could have had more success at doing that would be Disney. Right. Disney probably could have been like, well, 
we're right. Disney, so we have enough clout. Well, I heard that Disney went really hard on this movie about not allowing Disney characters or Star Wars characters. They did, and there and are pretty much none. Okay. There are you think some, they snuck in a few? They snuck in a couple references. There's a reference. They name drop the Millennium Falcon. Okay, but they didn't show it? They didn't show it. Um, um, they, someone, drive, someone flies that in the book, though, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, but no, no Millennium Falcon to be seen. I've heard tell that there is a Watto, mm-hmm. like in okay. one of the giant crowd did scenes. You see him? I did not. I mean, that's a movie we're gonna have to buy and like scream, like oh, pause for every sure. second. So, um, and then I think at one point, um, they go to the anti gravity club that oh nice uh, the, okay the yeah. tilted world right the tilted yeah. globe. I saw that on the trailer. Um, and there's a line of aircraft or spacecraft like to get into mm. it and i believe there's a tie fighter or an x no. excuse me an x-wing i think okay. there's an so x-wing like if that's just kind of right movie. that's just kind of like boop um, <laughs> so what do you think so they though? had that rule hold on one okay. other rule is and it was kind of weird spielberg refused to make references to his own movies and i movie. heard that and i heard that that animators tried to sneak stuff in and he would he remove would, them in editing totally and that kind of blew my mind because, as you know, and as I know, and as anybody else who ever has read the book knows, it was very Spielberg yeah. heavy. Like, very. lots of references to lots of Spielberg yeah. stuff. Um, and so it was kind of weird, like, having no references right. to Steven Spielberg. I wonder if he did it to just be non-masturbatory or if he did it because he's weird. I think it's because he's weird. Just because from a creative standpoint, I don't think yeah. including your own stuff in there, anybody who's read the book would yeah. go, yeah, yeah, that fits. Yep, yeah. that should be in there because that was in the book. You know what right. I mean? Um, he does do, like, there's some weird things that he does allow. I'm pretty sure I spotted a gremlin at one point. Okay. And uh, there is a scene with a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It does it's not look, Jurassic Park, right, but it might. It be. does look different than the <clears throat> Jurassic Park T Rex, but sure. it's a prominently featured Tyrannosaurus Rex. It is. Uh, it's not a Jurassic Park T Rex. It is actually the T Rex from Meet the Robinsons. Exactly. It's. It is. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, overall, here's the deal. Okay. Um, the I really liked the movie. Okay. Good. I really liked it. If you like the book, you're going to like this movie. Okay. They. How how spoiler heavy can I get here? Uh, it it came out like two days ago. I would encourage you, for our listeners' sake and mine, to not go okay. Fuck. Super spoiler. I don't want to go super spoilery, but I there are like certain things that I want to be like, dude. This was changed. Can I say what was not included in the yes. movie that was in the yeah. book? Okay. Um, the scene where the whole concept of him having to um. Line for line, recite movies. Oh, like the Ferris Bueller or War mm-hmm. Games stuff. Not in the movie. Not in there. Okay. Nope. They I mean, s- that kind of makes sense though, because who wants to just recreate? Right. Other. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of. It could have been cute and fun. I would like to see it, but I get why they would change. So that, that was nixed. But in lieu of that, they did have an interactive scene mm-hmm. of a very famous movie that I think will surprise everyone okay oh, like, now I'm excited. it was one of those that i did not expect it and when they did it i was kind of like what I was like wait are they doing oh no, my god yeah. and then um it it was pretty awesome so yeah. i will say that um how did the um one of the things that i was concerned about is 
because most of the movie takes place in the oasis i imagine yeah uh, so the entire movie pretty okay. much they pr- they pretty much nixed i'd say 60 to 70 percent of the real world oh, wow. stuff okay. so you have very quick moments outside of like with the, the sixers or ioi with the sixers ioi yeah. and um what's his name the bad the big bad guy not uh, halliday no no um, no um sanderson fuck i can't remember Sawyerson's but yeah the, the guy who runs yeah. ioi um and mendelson right yeah ben mendelson good? yeah he's, he's a great he's villain. ben mendelson he basically is the same character from rogue one he's a great villain yeah he's like the villain nowadays which uh, i'm cool with fuck I, it was on the tip of my tongue i was gonna say santoro but i know no, that's not it something like that but anyway uh um, rick santorum they um they, they didn't have that uh they changed the reveal of some of the characters like oh oh really they revealed them much earlier in the movie oh instead of saving it for the end and i liked the reveal of them in the books like when you realize like the one character is like this 400 pound black lady or something right that was still towards the end right but it wasn't as yeah what yeah um, also because they kind of spoiled it up front. Like there, I've seen movie posters with that character yeah. with the actress playing that character. Yeah. So, um, I. so that kind of sucked a little bit. Cause for me, that was part of the fun in the book. Like it was yeah. a twist. And like, you're like, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was cool. They also, um, they nixed, uh, the whole, uh, vintage arcade setting that oh, he went man, to, I liked that one. to get the, uh, extra life. Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They still have the extra life quarter in a very different way. Okay. Um, but it it's kind of similar. Okay. Once again, they they removed things but put things spiritually the same into I'm totally the movie. Okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. How did it look though? Because one thing I was afraid of with this is that it was gonna look like a Final Fantasy okay. movie. Here's the part that's weird. And this happens from time to time multiple anybody who knows the behind the scenes of how vfx work multiple vfx companies will work on the Mm. same movie at the same time sometimes and unless you i don't know i don't i don't know unless you dedicate the time sometimes from scene to scene things can look a little different like the quality of the vfx that was my only complaint about the movie a lot of it looked amazing like gorgeous better than i the trailers had me kind of feeling i i kind of got lukewarmed by the trailers if i'm being honest i stopped watching i don't think i watched even the last two but i will say that the effects stood up much more in the finished film on the big screen but there were still time from time to time where you're kind of like wow that looks like like a video game like a video game Yeah. yeah um so i will say that the characters look different than they do in the book like the, the description um i will say this and i don't know if this was uh like a choice of the scandal or not but um what's his name's character oh uh, you said scandal uh tj miller tj miller's character was pretty much reduced to a handful of scenes and you never see him not uh, cg hmm. yep so I'm kind of wondering if that was a choice on the movie's part right. to kind of sidestep the controversy and be like, look, we don't want to like fucking recast him. Right. We've paid him, but maybe let's cut out his live action right. scenes. You know what I mean? We don't necessarily need to see him, I guess. Right. 
So that kind of felt weird. Irock, if I remember correctly, started out in the book as kind of a tenuous friend of Par- uh, yeah, Parzival. So. And in this, they don't know each other at all. Oh, like, okay. there is no connection. He's he, just there. He works doing stuff. directly for the Sixers. Oh. Oh, that's different. Yes. Okay. So he works for Ben Mendelsohn's character gotcha. as basically a hired gun. Okay. He's a thug. Okay. Uh, other than that, movie's really good. I mean. You'd recommend it? I would totally recommend it. I would definitely recommend it seeing in the theater. Okay. Um, but other than that, I, I it was a eye overload. Uh-huh. Like, it is one that I will definitely have to see a couple of times right. to really take in everything that was sure. in there. Iron Giant was pretty awesome, which you've seen in the trailers. Yeah. Um, there is the a DeLorean. He's got the DeLorean. He does have the DeLorean, but it is not the Ecto-88. Okay. They nix the Ghostbusters references all together. There are uh, no Ghostbusters no references fun. to the movie, which kind of sucks yeah. because that was Ernest Klein's car, too. Yeah. Like, he built the Ecto-88 yeah. in real life. Um, so that kind of sucked. It was just a straight-up DeLorean in this okay. one. Um, it was straight-up Back to the Future DeLorean. Right. It did have the kit Knight Rider. Oh, like, yeah, nice. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, other cool. than that, I don't know. It was really, really good. I want to watch it again a couple times. Um, Do you hear about the um, the uh, the Spanish sequel that they're making, Ready Player One? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did hear that Ernest Klein is now writing the sequel, which has already been optioned, and is going to be Ready Player Two. No. Yep. It is a. Please thing. tell me that's an April Fool's joke. That is legit. I don't like that. Well, it's happening. <laughs> I heard his other book, Armada, which was basically... A also got optioned. But it's, I've heard it's bad. Uh, I've you, heard the book is bad. You read it. No, I didn't. You didn't read Armada. No. I thought you read it and said, it was okay, it wasn't as good as his first one. Mm-mm. Oh, well, I want to read it. Yeah, no, I want to read it too. I've just heard from everyone who has read it that it's not good. I thought you had it. No, I don't. That's mind-blowing to it's me. It's not. Okay. I just, I never got, I was it's waiting not. for it to come out on paperback, and by the time it came out on paperback, so many people had told me they didn't like it, I didn't want to buy it. Well, that's fair. So. But... Um, I definitely want to buy it. I want to read it. No. Um, but yeah, the Ready Player Two is happening. Like it's a thing. The studio was super hmm. jazzed with this movie. I mean, it's I don't it's really know story wise where they're gonna go because that. the book had a definite definitive ending, ending, and I hear the movie does as well. It's same ending. Um, oh, I, they did change that a little bit. No joust. Oh, no joust. Oh well, whatever. Um, interesting. I. We'll see how I feel about yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. Good movie. Check it out. Actors were fine. Like, yeah. I don't care. Fine. I, yeah. was, I wasn't going to see it to be like, no, you're Ty gonna... Sheridan? Oh, <laughs> I loved Mud. Him as Wade Watts? Can't wait. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Olivia <laughs> Cook? Cool. She has a name that's like a kitchen thing. Neat. Is she related <laughs> to Dane Cook? Don't care. <laughs> no? Like, fine. Um, yeah, it was just... it. The rest of it's fine. Um... But yeah, go check it out. Cool. I think that's the only thing that I really saw. Okay, well, I'll tell you about one more thing that you need to see. Okay. And I'll be I'll be real quick. Okay. Um, there's a Netflix documentary series called Wild Wild Country. Oh, you don't even need to tell you me. You watched it all? Yes. Isn't it great? We're, we are only three episodes in, by the way. That's, I, I it is, I haven't watched it. It's oh. in my queue is what I was saying. It's I've so got good. it. Yeah. No, I haven't watched it. We're yet. three episodes in and it's crazy. That's what I've heard. For people who don't uh, know what it's I've about the uh basically a religious group. Um some people believe they were a cult, some people don't. The Rajish Rajishnis or something like that in nineteen eighty. 
Um, but apparently they're involved in some huge poisoning case and some immigration fraud. And uh, and I don't know where the story is going yet, but I can tell you the first three episodes are incredibly engaging. Into it? Um, so Excited. that's definitely a recommend for everybody listening and for you specifically because I think you would really dig it. Into it. I will check it out. Speaking so. of things on Netflix – yeah. Jesus, we need to get to the topic. I know of it's okay. Discussion. It's okay. People we, like hearing. We're gonna this revive babble. this topic. We will to bring it back into the fold of the episode. So what people came for, what people came to hear, they've bookmarked their calendars for this. They were like, "We know this episode's coming out, even though nobody told us in advance." Oh, I kind of teased it on social a little bit. Did you that we're talking about revivals? Well, I asked people what their favorite TV show revival got it. was. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. But you know. I ask a lot of questions every week. So. Well, that's what we're talking about. We are talking about TV show revivals. Now, I think this was predicated by both of us watching the Roseanne revival, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Did you you guys ended up watching oh, it, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, we also watched. We've watched the first two episodes. Same. They're the hour special. Same. Haven't watched this week's. Same. Uh, thoughts. Uh, first half hour, not good. Second yeah. half hour, pretty good. Yeah, the second half hour about the. Uh, the son and mm-hmm. his experiences at yep. school felt like Very old Roseanne. Good. the The first episode did feel a little too much like putting on the shoes. Totally, because you know they made a big deal about the the Roseanne and Jackie uh, rift having the the Trump and and Hillary Clinton yeah. uh, the feud. Um, they made a lot out of that, and I don't think there was a whole episode's worth of comedy around there that. Really wasn't. I will say I truly appreciated the idea of characters having different viewpoints in a family having to live together. Sure. Because usually shows are pretty overt about their politics nowadays. And I liked that this one played it a little bit closer to the vest as a holistic show. I know where Roseanne stands. I would still say it. it, I felt like it was kind of beating me over the head with the whole like, hey, you know that controversy between Hillary and Trump? And it's like, we're a year and a half into the presidency. Right. It's already had. This is the life we're living. Right. It is no. Had this episode aired February or April of last year, it'd have been crazy. It would have been way relevant. Yeah. But now it kind of feels like cashing in on something that is a dark time in our history. And it's kind of like, fuck, I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I'm ready to mine that for comedy yet. You know I, I, I get mean? that, and 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 what I what I was appreciating about it, it wasn't so much the relevancy because I agree with you. By the way, I appreciate the subtlety of the show's politics. That I understand because I, I am so disappointed though that Roseanne is an actual Trump supporter. I know it's it's bothersome. so upsetting, and because it's one of those things. It's kind of like all these you know uh, rape controversies. Yeah. It's like, can I still like this? Yeah, can I still be okay? But that I feel like is the question that the show itself is asking, and I, is, I, that's what I like about it. Is it's like, is it okay to like you, someone and disagree with their right. you know political ideals? Um, but then again, if we can all be honest for just a second, the Roseanne sitcom, you know, in the nineties was groundbreaking and amazing, and oh, she was a great stand-up comedian. Hands down, this Absolutely. revival is going to be pretty good. Like I am anticipating, I will watch the whole thing. Like I'm not, I'm not upset by it. You know, I will want to watch the rest of these episodes, but 
let's not forget that between the years of 95 or 96, whenever that show went off the air, to now, Roseanne has been crazy. Oh, for sure. Do you remember her reality show where yeah. she was like starting a farm in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. She was growing like, like peanuts or, or something. Peanuts or yeah. whatever. You know, she was running for Senate or something yeah. in some state. She's she's nuts. So I am trying very hard to separate myself from those politics because, you know, I know where Laurie Metcalf stand and John Goodman. Sure. And, and I respect them. So there are people I respect on the show, even if I don't agree with her ideals. But I do like the way that they are settling back in. What did you think about the introduction to the characters again? I thought it was good. So, like, it, I thought it was. I thought, uh, I thought it was interesting the way they did it. I thought their addressing of the baby that they had in the last mm-hmm. season was kind of funny. How they're I, like, "Can you believe that he's still on the boat, not returning calls or yeah. whatever like that?" Funny. Well, they also kind of wrote off the last season of the show when they found the manuscript for her unpublished book in the garage. Totally. It's like, oh, well, this happened and this happened. And it was all stuff from the last season. Um, I thought that was interesting. I liked how they sort of, you know, dallas their way around John Goodman being dead. Like, right. he wasn't in the shower. He was just wearing a, a sleep sleep apnea mask. Right. Uh, I thought I thought John Goodman was great. Let me put that out there. John Goodman is awesome. Yeah. He settles back into that Dan character. So it's like, it's like watching somebody ride a bike. I did. I do agree with that. Totally. I still think, uh, and and I'll say this on record. I love Lori Metcalf. Oh, she was, she more than anybody else. I thought went right back into her character. That kind of was a problem for me though. Because I've always thought she overacts Jackie. Oh, but I love that. I, but I love the Jackie character, but there's just something. She's on a, a slightly heightened level for me than everybody else. Yeah, I agree. And and I was hoping that she might – She I would. I was hoping that she might bring I mean, the groundedness that she had in Lady Bird to the Jackie But character. she shouldn't. She won an Emmy for playing it's Jackie. It's true. It's true. And that know, way. Yeah, I you know, know what I mean? I know. It's and I still loved it. I still think she and John Goodman are two of the strongest characters on the show. Sure. I actually think that that new uh, um, Darlene's son is one of the stronger characters yeah. on the show now. Did you reckon? Did you ever watch Shameless? Uh, the daughter. Yeah. yeah. I was like, holy shit! It's the, the, the daughter redhead. from Shameless. We only watched the first two seasons, but that was enough for me uh, yeah. to recognize her. Yeah, I was about uh, to definitely. say that was enough for me to not watch any more of that show. <laughs> fun yeah i really like that show. i like william h macy that's fair it it kind of went started to go in circles for me that's fair Um, but anyway i also liked how they incorporated both of the sisters the actresses who played the older sister oh for sure i liked how they incorporated that as a kind of a uh um surrogate the surrogate storyline into it so I mean, and that's and and we're t- since we're talking about revivals, let's kind of take a step back. And this sure. isn't a, a Roseanne minute by minute uh, podcast. It's not. That's our next one. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, what I is it called Roseanne one Dan at a time? <laughs> Rose one Dan at a time. Yes, it's, it's uh, yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, that's that's. There's nothing better that I. You're would You're welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't even remember where I was anymore. Oh, right. We're talking about like what is a TV show revival? Cause when we started talking about it, 
there's a lot that come up, and and I know that on past episodes we've kind of been nitpicky, or I have been nitpicky, let me put it that way, about the difference on movie revivals and reboots. But I think there's a legitimate disconnect in when it comes to television shows. And you and I had a long conversation online about what was going to classify as a TV show revival. Right. Um, do you want to kind of explain where where you stand on yeah, that? Yeah, totally. So I, I classified a revival as a show that was definitively canceled off the air for at least a year or conversely was definitively canceled and picked up at a totally different network. Right. If that happened, I also considered it a rival or a revival because from time to time picking up by another network sometimes changes the quality and direction of the television yeah. show. I w- I would agree with that. So I was glad we agreed on that definition because that's actually the same one that I had. And where we were really getting into, not debate because I think we both agreed on it, but there are shows that are definitively rebooted. Right. Like a Hawaii Five-0, um, The Monsters. <laughs> Did you hear, by the way, that the, they're trying to bring The Monsters back again? Again? Seth Meyers is trying to produce it to get it back on television. Eh, not into it. I know. But anyway. I like the Brian Fuller version that they did. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Mockingbird Lane or whatever it was Mm -hmm. called. Um, But anyway, so a reboot is basically redoing the show. Different actors starting over with the premise that could work as a pilot. Right. It's, It's that. A revival for me is everything that you said, but at least some principal actors have to come back. The storylines have to continue and not reset. And... It has to exist in the same universe as the previous installments of the show. Sure. And so that, for me, was kind of where I where I landed. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were, there were a, a bunch of these the more and more I started to think about them. I mean, and we're sort of in a, uh, a renaissance, a revivissance, if yeah. you will. I mean, we've got Roseanne that, that's big right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But... I mean, don't forget, we've got Will and Grace that's back on television. X-Files is back for its second se- second run of a revival yeah. series. Um, I mean, Mystery Science Theater came back on Netflix. 24. 24 Legacy. Just, yep. Uh, man, what else do we have? Oh, I mean, Twin Peaks is, was a huge one from last year. Yep. Uh, we've got Rocco's Modern Life coming out, which I'm excited oh, about. Oh, God, I can't uh, wait. We've got uh, – oh, man. Okay, I was going to ask you this. Yeah. I saw some people classify Doctor Who as a revival. Yeah. Where do you stand on that? Yeah. Because I don't watch it. I would 100% say it's you a would? revival. It's a continuation of the begin- of the original story. From the 80s it's or in, whatever? In, from the 60s. 60s, okay. It's in canon. Okay. So all of the things that happened previously happened. Okay. And, and since they change doctors every couple of years, it sort of fits with the pattern. Right. Totally. Okay. Absolutely. So okay. I would 100% say it's a revival show that was canceled in the 80s and came back. I think it was like 15 years later. Right. Okay. Um, cool. So, yeah, I would say that that's one. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, do you remember the animated show Reboot? Yeah, the Netflix, Netflix, Netflix has. Netflix has just rebooted Reboot. Right. Um, with some of the original characters like the portrayed character mainframe or whatever right. the bad the bad guy or... although that actor is dead dead i think yeah. yeah but same character right um i'm gonna watch it i loved reboot so much okay. as a kid i have to tell you the story for like show code reasons sure 
I am with you. I loved reboot as a the like the yeah, block the that cube came, the, or the whatever. game when right. a game comes down. I I loved the whole premise. That was back in the days of the really shitty CG oh, that man. we all thought was really cool. It's like pre Jimmy Neutron CG. Oh man, it's real <laughs> it's, bad. It's, it's wretched. Sure. I read an article on Nerdist a couple weeks ago about this reboot reboot, and then I watched the trailer for it, and it looked abysmal. Like, really? It, it looks unwatchable. Awesome. But what I did instead was I went on YouTube and found the entire series of reboot. And watched And those? watched, like, the first eight episodes. Awesome. To remind me of it. And I... Still love it. I still love <laughs> it. There's still... It's... It doesn't hold up. Sure, of course. But not. it's nostalgic love. Like Of course. It's bad. Right. But it's good. It's sure. good bad. It's good bad. But this but that one it doesn't to my knowledge, that one is a reboot. It's not I think it is taking the same kind of a reboot. I don't know. I haven't watched it enough. Yeah. I just know that they were bringing it back. It's on Netflix. It's already on Netflix. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It came out like last week or the week before. <laughs> I wouldn't say watch the trailer before you watch it because I kind of got the same feeling. Do you remember when the trailer for uh, the movie Legends of the Hidden Temple came out like oh, a year yeah. or so ago? And we're like, oh, cool, Legends of the Hidden Temple movie. And then you watch the trailer and you're like, there's no way I'm watching this. No, I watched the movie. <laughs> but it's bad, right? It's real bad. The trailer for this reminded me of the feeling I had for the trailer for Legends of the Hidden Temple. I was like, oh, something I love. And then I watched this trailer like, I don't want to see I this. I don't love this This anymore. is going to ruin my memories. Um. It's like Eternal Sunshine on the Spotlight Mind, but instead of erasing memories, it just shits on all of them. <laughs> it's it's eternal shit of the shitty mind. <laughs> eternal shit shine of the shitty mind. Um, but yeah, fuck, there's been so many. Arrested Development got taken off the air. That was a big one. Yeah. Arrested Development, a lot of people up in arms that that show yeah. got canceled. It was one of the brilliant but canceled or whatever. It, it really shows. was. And then Netflix, once again, came along. To Netflix the is in that game. Full they House are, is on exactly. Netflix. Um, Mystery Science Theater yep. 3000 They are is on in Netflix. that. Let's revive shit that we already know that you love. <laughs> right. It'll equal successful programming super, for us. It's super smart. It really is super smart, even though the shows aren't good. Fuck. My, the Magic School Bus. Yep. They did the same thing. They, they sure were like, did. hey. You remember Magic School Bus as a kid? Well, now it's going to be the same Magic School Bus, right. but we're going to have Miss Frizzle. Hey, that's considered – that would be a revival, right? It, it would be because Miss Frizzle, Frizzle hands off the keys but to Kate McKinnon. Yeah, right, to take um, over as her like sister or yeah. cousin or niece or whatever. or whatever. But it's the same kids. Same kids. Um, so, yeah, totally. I would that would consider that – I think I remember the very first one that I ever noticed was Family Guy. That's fair. Because, I mean, that was about the time it's been on, it feels like, forever. Um, well, now it has. Yeah. But it got canceled after, like, like, season two? Yeah, something like that. When I was in college. Yeah. Or, or right before I was in college. And it was canceled for a while. Yeah. But then it was Comedy Central, not Netflix, that brought that one back. Yep. And Comedy Central had so much clout in it that it got brought back, and now it's just a staple. But that was the first one I remember thinking oh, well, that came back from being canceled. Right. And that was big. I remember thinking, like, that doesn't really happen that much. Well, that's much. what I was thinking, is is it's like, well, that can't happen. They can't yeah. do that. But then they did it to Futurama. Yep, Futurama um, got canceled off of Fox, went to Comedy yep. Central, lived a long and happy life. Yeah. Uh, and then um, 
Scrubs jump net, jumped networks oh, as fuck. well. And I wish they wouldn't have because that show, once again, like I said, changing networks changes the quality of the show. Same thing for the uh, uh, Mindy Project. Season 9 went to ABC, I think. I think it was on NBC originally. Maybe went or, to ABC. Or like that UPN. And fucking got retooled. Yeah. Scrubs got retooled and it fucking blew. Yeah. It was garbage. Like unwatchable garbage. And I remember I didn't really just love the show anyway. Oh, I did. I, and I know. And I, actually, I have nothing against the show. I just sure. never got into it. I totally. think Zach Braff kind of annoys me. That's fair. Which is kind of one of the reasons that his his uh, show, the new podcast one that he's Alex basically Inc. ripping off our lives. Yep. Um, <laughs> We're coming for you, Zach. You get, you're taking it, Braff. You're going to take it hard and you're going to like it. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, this is filled with, we're filled with garden hate. <laughs> there you go. I. That's all I got. That uh, was uh, the only Zach Braff joke in my arsenal. My, that was my mental. I have nothing to say after <laughs> that. I've made you speechless. I, I love garden hate. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. But I mean, so do you think that we're just in that culture now that revivals have to exist? Is I mean, Every movie seems like a sequel of something or a reimagining of well, like Baywatch or Jumanji or you know well, whatever it may said, be. Let's let's take a look. Let's take a let's hop in our Bill and Ted style time machine and let's go back a few years because I'm I'm currently I have a list pulled up of revival television series. Okay. And as much as it feels like a very current thing, this has actually been happening for years. Okay. For years and years. I mean, we've got, uh, let's see here, What's Happening? Oh. You remember that show from the 70s? I do. They brought it back, What's Happening Now? Right. From 85 to 88. We've got The Twilight Zone. It's, oh, that came back a couple times. It's been times. done four times. Yeah. Carol we've, Burnett show came back in the 90s. Exactly. We've got uh, Mission Impossible, ran from 66 to 73, canceled, came back in 88 through 90. We've got Melrose Place. 92 to 99, came back 2009 to 2010. And that did have some of the same it actors did. in it. Absolutely, sure. it was a continuation of the of the story. I'm uh, not sure about the Mission Impossible one. I don't, I don't know if that was a continuation, though. I didn't watch either of those series. Well, these are classified. Oh, as revivals? As revivals. Well, there series. you go. Uh, Fantasy Island. Nice. Dallas. Uh, oh, Carol yeah. Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch had the Brady Bunch, the Brady Brides, the Brady and, Brides the, I, and the Bradys. I remember the Brady Brides. Um, so there's been a bunch. Like this has been, this is a pretty. There is uh, pre, uh, precedence, yeah, for this. Currently, I think the country is in a state of nostalgia overload. Yeah, um, I feel like that is a very like current american thing i don't know right. that that's a worldwide phenomenon right now but uh, it, yeah i don't think i so. think it's a it's a a interesting time in our pop culture yeah universe that it is kind of the snake eating itself like we are kind of going back into things that we love and maybe it's fuck we talked about trump earlier maybe it's a reaction to yeah um a shitty current state of events that everybody's like, fuck, let's just remember when things were fun and different. And well, you just opened a door to, and I'll, I'll say this. We don't have to get into this topic sure. because it's not a, uh, that type of podcast, but 
I wonder how much it's maybe not even a reaction to Trump, but more of a mindset of America that allowed Trump to be a reality. Because think about it, what was his campaign slogan? Let's make America great make again. America great again. Again, being the key word. So he's saying, "Remember when America was great back in the fifties, and we didn't take shit from nobody, and women sucked our dicks." Like <laughs> Jesus. Like yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll say it in a Trump way. Remember when America was great back in the fifties, and we didn't take shit from anybody, and I could grab pussies all day long? Right. There's an actual quote. You know, he's like, "We're gonna make America great like that again." Right. And everyone's I like, like that you have a Southern Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hi, y'all. I'm Trump, and we're going to make America great again. Doesn't it feel accurate, though? Yeah, totally. It totally feels like my State of the Union address was the most populated in history. It's like, it's a lie. That's not a lie. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. Um, that's my Trump list from now on. Because <laughs> I could talk like this. Fake news. But everybody's doing that. But everybody's doing this. My Trump's going to be a little bit different. My Fake Trump news. is basically George W. Bush. <laughs> I'm a Cheeto. pussies. Like, that's that's my Trump impression. Got it. Um, but anyway. Oh, so you're saying is it like a... I'm saying that our, our love an obsession with the good old days, whether it be for pop culture or whether it be for just economic status could have led to that message being adopted by more people than it should have been. That puts it in a way darker context. I know. That makes me not want to watch these revivals anymore. Why would you ruin this for me, Jay? Am I wrong though? I mean, think about it. You're not. And I'm not saying it is. It's sort of like a chicken and the, the Cheeto kind of conversation. Right. Which which came first. Which came first. Never yeah. Trump's lady. No, I was about to say, not Trump. Ne- well, no, Trump always comes first. Oh, yeah, first that's right. Because no one is satisfied with right. him. I thought uh, you were just calling Trump a lady. No Trump lady. No, no. no, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I have loved a lot of these revival series. I mean, some of these, the ones that are on my top five are actually some of my favorite shows just like ever. Sure. Um and so you know I think there's there's a value in it. I think there's some value in really trying to think about what was good about the pop culture of those. I mean cuz everything goes in cycles. Sure. I mean that's that's just how pop culture how the world works. works. And so we're about that time is everyone in the 80s longed for the 50s and everyone in the 90s longed for the 70s and now every now everyone in the 2000s no. longed for the 1850s. They did, yeah. That's that's how that works. It's traveling time. Uh, good old, uh, what's that Woody Allen movie where <laughs> Owen Wilson does that? Oh, oh Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris, fake news. Um, you know, it's kind of that idea of this is about the time in cultural rotation mm-hmm. where we're going to love the 80s. Yeah, we're going to um, cannibalize our past. Exactly. And it's, it's people like you and me who have an affinity and a fondness and memories of that time now being old enough to make purchasing decisions. Totally. And so movie studios and TV studios highly capitalizing on it. And so with that, I say, where the fuck is my new Fraggle Rock? Right? Give me fucking Fraggle Rock. That was, that's happening. Though. I've been, pro- no, it's been happening for like 10 years. It's like, a, it's like, um, 
uh, what's his face? Terry Gilliam's Don Quixote movie. Oh, like, sad. It's happening, but it's not happening. But it's also not happening. I know. I know, and so I'm very sad. They they tried to give me the Muppets again. I was unhappy. I made them take yeah. it back. <laughs> we all made them take it back. Yeah. But I wouldn't consider that one a revival. It wasn't. I was just talking yeah. about studios yeah. pillaging from our past. Same to... thing with DuckTales. Not a revival, but pretty good. Pretty damn good. That one's pretty it. damn good. Totally. Um, you know, Gilmore Girls, I didn't care. That's a revival. It was. I didn't care for the original series, didn't watch the revival. Um, original series? Pretty good. A A loves the original series and was disappointed by the revival. Did you watch the I revival? I didn't watch the revival. But once again, she said Netflix, Netflix swinging yeah. in on their nostalgia. Just swooping in there. Yeah, and they're just like, like a cultural vulture. They are. A culture vulture. A cul- cult. Hashtag culture vulture. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> that's, that's 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 the sound Netflix makes. It's just <laughs> as they're swooping down on dead pop culture uh, and picking it up to revive it somewhere else in, in a factory. Into it. So into it. <laughs> wait, wait. Voltron. Yeah. They did it with Voltron. <laughs> they fucking did it with the rest of development. They did. They literally have anything that we have loved yeah. and has died. Except they for, have Frankenstein it back to life. Except for Twin Peaks and Roseanne, which got scooped up by other vultures. Sure. Netflix was swooping in for it, and Showtime right. was like, no! Right. Showtime's like, we have nothing! Give us one! <laughs> we, we need this! We only have billions! We have Ray Donovan! Why do we only have Homeland? Why do we only have House of Lies? We actually named we several very good shows. Well, Ray Donovan... Debatable. House of Lies is great. House well, House of Lies has Don Cheadle in it. I know. I mean, it's it's really good. Yeah. Um, Shameless, fine. Yeah, fine. Um, so they're actually doing pretty good. Yeah. Show, Showtime and HBO. 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 H. You know, H. Body odor and O. Yep. H. By and large. Um. So speaking of which, I'm wondering when they're gonna get on the bandwagon. Some of the HBO, yeah, they don't need to. Yeah, they're right. That's the thing. Them and Amazon have enough money to be like, we don't care. Well, you know what? They actually might. I've heard tell of a Deadwood revival. Oh, and there's that new Soprano. Well, that's not. It's a Sopranos prequel. I don't know if you can call it a revival because I don't think. But I would. But the Deadwood is supposed to be a continuation. That's always just a movie. Or they're doing a series. Uh, Well, they're talking about splitting it into like a limited run series. Hmm. Well, Westworld. <laughs> sort of. A Westworld. Re- sort of a revival. Or the re- ending to Deadwood that you never knew you wanted. <laughs> Ooh, what if Deadwood turned out to be in the Westworld world? <laughs> I'd be into it. It's like, um, what's her name? Is just walking around and she comes up on uh, Ian McShane. And everyone's like, what? Like, that's what it is. Season three of Westworld. Secret Dead World. I've got it even, even further for you. Do you think HBO is positioning themselves for all of their major hit shows to just be various parks within Westworld? Yeah, there's a so, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones land. There's a uh, there's a high maintenance land. <laughs> there is totally a high maintenance land. I was going to say there is a uh, fucking what's that crashing? Oh, <laughs> Pete Holmes. There's a Pete Holmes there's land. There's just Pete Holmes. Why would you ever go to that park? It's just like, hey, come be poor. Come be a poor comedian. Exactly. <laughs> People want to know what it's like. You have to. You have to choose a a, a red a red brick background yeah. or a white brick background. That's exactly. 
There, but there's also uh, revivals that don't get off the ground. There yeah. was a revival. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but it was being shopped around, and I think it even had a trailer out. Um, Tales from the Crypt was supposed to come back. Oh yeah, led by it had a good M. Night trailer. It had a good trailer. It was and gonna then be on TBS USA they, mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was USA. Maybe I yeah. don't know. But they pulled the plug yeah. before it even. And I don't know before why. It, a pilot even hit the airwaves. Yeah. That was unfortunate, though, because I, I loved that show. I loved I it. loved that show. I did, too. It was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, That's how the crap came out. But I kind of feel like, I mean, not to get away from, from TV revivals for a minute, but I kind of feel like... You are right in the fact that that's that's the point in history where we're at is just kind of mining our own mm-hmm. nostalgia, kind of hints towards uh, an, a better understanding of the whole King Renaissance that's Stephen yeah. King Renaissance that's happening right now. It does. I mean, because his heyday was the eighties and nineties. Absolutely, he was the king of horror. He was also kind of is, but he he, was the king of made for TV for those movies. His uh, book adaptations, it would be like a yearly thing that they would release a Stephen King book adaptation. It just got announced um, the other day that James Wan is doing the Tommyknockers. Not interested. That book and movie suck. Yeah. (laughs) I will, as a Stephen King advocate and lover, neither are good. Right, so Neither it's kind of one of those. Things I would have like, rather they done can... the Langoliers than that. Same, yeah. and bring back Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for it. I'm totally in. Oh, I could totally get down for that. Um, but they're they're also talking about now. I think um, I can't remember the Josh Boone. I think mm-hmm. is who is involved with the Stand. But now yeah. they're talking about that being turned into a ten part miniseries. Well, instead he's of a not film only involved anymore. in that one, and this is. Uh, relevant to our conversation today he's also doing the stephen king book revival oh really yeah i didn't know that do you hear about speaking of this nothing we're talking about do you hear about all like the production issues with the new mutants yeah yeah with boons have you heard why i heard two two stories okay one you was hear? that the studio saw it and thought it could go darker and hmm. so they are making it scarier quote unquote by okay. adding more characters sure scarier characters okay um then i also heard a rumor that said that they're adding in tie-ins to the mcu yeah i've heard that too like not not like direct tie-ins but some things that could lead towards tie and they're going to essentially you they're doing because they also did the same with dark phoenix Mm -hmm. which is coming out as well which by the way they're produced by the same guy Oh, that both was, those movies are. So now I'm kind of wondering, it kind of would make sense if they're, because both of those movies, New Mutants and Dark Phoenix, are kind of soft reboots yeah. of the X-Men franchise. Well, from what I've read, New Mutants is not is supposed to take place in a universe that does not involve the pre, any of the previous X-Men films. Which like is it's totally supposed to fine. exist by itself. So I, it kind of makes me wonder if yeah. Disney wants to use that as their like backdoor soft entry Maybe. into those characters. But then it also, that kind of plays hard for me to believe because I feel like Disney would want a hard reboot yeah. all of the things. But... Then again, they may be looking at a situation where they're like, well, we can't scrap this movie. Yeah. And we also don't want to reboot it in two years because people aren't going to be receptive to that. So maybe we just kind of yeah. lightly tailor it. And then if it works, <laughs> then great. 
what I have read, and I read like a really in-depth, like kind of insider scoop type story. Uh-huh. Basically, what I understand to be the case <laughs> with this movie is that Josh Boone came in with the idea for a very hard R, violent, scary horror movie that takes place in the world of the X-Men. Uh-huh. And he got signed on to do the project, and then the studio started to get cold feet. And the producer wanted to backpedal on the horror elements. They wanted to make it PG-13. They had boot. It was rewritten, like it was rewritten by committee. Like it was written by rewritten by like six or seven Which, different as people. as we always know, is a key to success. Yes. Have as many people writing it without collaboration as, as possible. possible. Um, Boone still gets a, a writing credit on it, but it was basically rewritten. They did test screenings of it, and it got really good ratings. It was the PG-13 soft version of it. Got like the same test screening ratings as Deadpool. Oh, interesting. So like really good. And then, unbe- for some reason, they released that trailer for New Mutants that we all saw like a year ago that was very heavily focused towards the horror, the aspect. horror aspect of it, which also was after Deadpool coming out and establishing that hard R movies can work. So the studio saw how popular the horror trailer did. So they went back and recut the movie and basically had Josh Boone do what he wanted to do in the first place. Interesting. And he, they're adding in like blood. They're adding in scares. Cause they're I've heard that horror elements. They're doing almost up to like 60% of the movie is mm-hmm. being reshot. Pretty much the whole first 50 to 60% of it is being reshot to make it scarier to do what Josh Boone wanted to do in the first place, which is, and they've I'm pushed cool. it back from coming out in four weeks to coming out next September. Right. So it's got plenty of time. Yeah. To be not a rust job. You right. know what I mean? Like, he's got plenty of time to put in but VFX and retool so the nervous, movie. It makes me so nervous, though. I know. Anytime like, that that kind of shit happens, also, especially if it tested well, maybe right. just leave it alone. Right! If, if a test on... If it's getting the same tests as Deadpool, which sort of rewrote the rules for R-rated movies, go with that. Go trust that. Right. It's just... The, the, the studio process is so fucking dumb. Right. It, there's, it's so dumb. Agreed. So do you think that that's kind of what is happening with these revival shows? That, like, studio committees are just sitting back and going, well, people seem to like Will and Grace, and that was that had right. gay, gay people in it, so maybe they'll like Roseanne. That was a controversial show. Let's yeah. bring that back. I kind of do think that's what's happening, is they're literally looking at properties they still own, and deciding on the popularity quotient of how, what, how long and how feasible do you think it is before we get a Friends revival? Um, never and not really because at least three of the actors have said they would never do it. I'm get, who are the three? Uh, Lisa Kudrow has said she would never do really? it. Really? Because she thinks it would be stupid. She's like the story and the aspect of friends that exists sure. is about people in their twenties. It's like, if we came back for a revival, what are we going to do with people in their fifties? Like, it's not the same. I mean, show. I guess that's true. And Matt LeBlanc has no desire to do it whatsoever. And Matthew Perry doesn't want to do it. Interesting. Now, given, given a few years and given some like 
wasted money and some sure. drug spends and some more plastic surgery, Courtney Cox. Um, <sighs> maybe, but I don't think it's happening. All right. I'd be interested to see what they would do. Honestly, I would prefer like a revival special, sure. but just like an hour long special. And then that be it. A yeah. one and done. If we're going to do friends, you know what I want to see mad about you. <laughs> Uh, Caroline in the city would be my would be my would be my vote. Into it. Um, you know what I want to see? Perfect strangers. Bronson <laughs> Pinchot. <laughs> what? How is this the Bronson Pinchot hour? How are we talking about? I that? just feel like it's his time. Jay. You know what? He needs it. Bronson needs it. Tom Hardy is playing as Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot for Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah. So I don't. I don't know about the Friends one. Right. Um, I kind of got my Seinfeld feel, uh, feel in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, yeah, so you don't one, think that's happening. No, one entire episode or one entire that's season what you told of me Curb Your Enthusiasm about. is about a revival Seinfeld episode. Sure. And it basically is that, and it's great. Um, and if you like Seinfeld, just watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, what are some others? Like, I don't think – I think MASH is – up in there that could come back because we're still, you know, we're at war ooh, right ooh. now. Knight Rider. Oh, didn't they? They they tried. They yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure say, there was a Knight Rider reboot. There was all, but they were a reboot, not a revival. Yeah. Give me some bring, Hasselhoff. Give, bring back the Hoff and give me a uh, fucking what's his name, uh, Mister um. Feeny. I uh, almost said William Friedkin, and that was wrong. <laughs> That's um, very wrong. Uh, speaking of Feeny, Girl Meets World. Yeah. That that, was, that is one. That's a revival. Um, that was one where they took the main characters and William uh, Daniels. Ah, that's it. See, I was close with William Friedkin, and along the same trajectory, right? They followed those characters where they right. went, and it, then the show kind of re it shifted focus, sure, to their children, but still very much involved right. and acknowledged everything that had come before well, it, and pretty much everybody came back, to my understanding. At I think that once. was kind of the thing yeah. was they got and literally side characters yeah. were coming back. Well, I remember because when they first started talking about Girl Meets World as a thing, um, you know, everyone knew Corey was coming back. Everyone knew Topanga because it was going to be their kids. Sure. But, you know, Eric, uh, the actor who played Eric, said he wasn't coming back. Will Friedel. R- Will Friedkin. Um, <laughs> is, is, he said he wasn't going to come back. Ryder Strong. Did. Ryder Strong said he wasn't going to come back. And then and he, he did, did. And then directed a bunch of episodes. Yep. Um, everyone thought, you know, William Daniels was too old. Then he cameoed and he came Several. out the pilot, yep. actually. Um, you know, and then obviously the parents were going to come back because those actors aren't doing much, uh, <laughs> sadly. But, um, yeah, I mean, that one, that one definitely was a continuation of the story. I think they did it in an interesting way as they kind of made their own show, but it was definitely a continuation. Sure. Which a lot of these other ones aren't doing that. They're settling back into the old shoes that they They're were wearing. They're saying, this is what you liked before, and we're going to give you more exactly of that. Exactly that. Like, there's no way that Girl Meets World would have worked if it were about Corey, you know? Sure. But Corey was the character that w- drew me back to watch Although it. Although I would have been interested in Man vs. Universe. I, or Man Meets Universe. I would totally just like be on board for that. You know what I'm saying? I think that show kind of happened, but it was with his older brother, and it was that show Working. You remember that oh, show? Oh, I do. Totally. Yeah, I that lasted like that. a season, Yeah, yeah and it yeah. was about him just working a, a nothing – 
office job. Yeah, yeah. Or it also um, would have worked had Rob Lowe not been cast in the grinder. And it and was had, it was Will Friedel. That would have been amazing. So the older brother, the successful so older brother. Into that. But again, that was older brother. Sure. Not the that was Wonder Years, not Boy Meets World. Sure. Wonder Years could come back. Do you think so? It kind well, I was about to say it kind of did with Meet the Goldbergs, but that was about the eighties and not the fifties. I think if network executives were trying to cash in on that Trump fan base, they'd do it. Because talk about no. making America great again. That show was set in the years that all Trump about that. wants to bring yeah. back so talk about trying to reach back into the pocket of that nost- of american right. nostalgia um that would be interesting i'd be interested in seeing that I'll tell you a show that could come back well probably not spin city probably couldn't come back um, uh with michael j fox or charlie sheen <laughs> neither of those i don't think not for acting sake yeah. and michael neither j fox is fantastic but i don't think any person is yeah. is in any sort of shape to return to television yeah no he yeah he probably wouldn't he probably wouldn't work what shows could come back though i know that's what i was trying to think of like i know they're bringing back a lot of game shows because we have you know showtime at the apollo that's coming back love connection came back um you know those types of things but those i don't know revival reboot that's a game show reality stuff right. doesn't count Fear Factor's coming back. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing? And I read an article. Was that? Clarissa Explains It All. It is coming back. But is it really happening? Or is that one of those, like, that would be cool if... No, I think that one's really happening. Um, I know they're rebooting Sabrina. They are. Uh, for Netflix. And that's... Uh, yeah. But they're doing it the same way that they did Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, which is like a dark take on it. Which right. could be interesting. Totally. I'm not. I'm not going to knock it until I see it. Yeah. I'm on board. Let's we'll check it out. Yeah. I am. Um, I'd be down for a Family Matters revival. See, that's kind of Bring where I was me thinking. Some more Steve Urkel. You know what? Step by step. Step by step. Day by day. This is something, and I'm living in the sidewalk. <laughs> living in the sidewalk. Sure. Why Got not? It. Uh, the uh, what, who's the druggy cousin that lived in the in the driveway? Sidewalk. <laughs> cousin Corey. Cody. Was it Cody? Cody. That was Cody. it, Cody. None of those actors are doing anything. We nope. could totally bring them back. Nope, nope, Except nope. for um, Jason Marston. He's really busy doing other stuff. P.S. Jason Marston, we, we love you. We Jason. want you on our show. Jason, if you're listening, we love Please, you. Please, we want to talk revivals. Can't, can't we? We want to know why you turned down Fuller House. I want to know... I want to know the story. I want to know why you turned down Lion King 3. I mean, I don't blame you for turning down Fuller House, because that show, I tried watching it, and it's bad. But John Stamos didn't turn it down. He didn't. Everybody didn't turn it down. You made the the, wise choice. You and the Olsen twins are standing firm. And that is why we respect you. Hey, and I think he's a local now. He is. He's a Nashvilleian. Come talk to. We love you, Jason. Jason, we're gonna hashtag the shit out of this episode <laughs> with you. So please listen to it, <laughs> listen to it, and come on our show. Contact us, email us, tweet my, at my us. five at highfivethepodcast.com. Q at highfivethepodcast.com. J at highfivethepodcast.com. Highfivethepodcast.com. <laughs> hashtag. Jason Marsden, I want to know all of the goofy movie details. I okay, I have to say this, and if if he's listening, he'll know what this is. Yeah, he did an Instagram live video contest like about a week or two ago, uh-huh. and I just happened to be looking at my phone. I was like, Jason Marsden is starting a live 
right. Instagram video. I was like, ooh, so I tapped on it. And he was asking trivia questions about Disney characters, and he was giving away swag to the first people that answered the <sighs> How questions. How did I not right. see this? The question that he asked, and I'll, I'll see if you can get it, is okay. in the Disney universe, uh-huh. is Goofy or Pete an older character? Uh, I believe Goofy is an older character. Nope. Pete. Really? Pete was the original Mickey foil. Oh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pete, whoa. the big... I misunderstood the question. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, in the... Like, s- age... Right. No, like, no. Not like actual creation of character No, no, like age. in the Disney universe. I thought universe. you meant like in a Goofy movie, who's right. the older character? No, no, no. In the universe. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I still think got it, got Pete it, would it. be older. He seems older. I don't think so. I think Goofy is meant to be older. Maybe. He, I guess he's just less successful. Sure. But he answered, he asked that, and I was like, oh, Pete, and sent it. And I was the second person Fuck. to answer. And he's like, oh, I see this person got it right. And I was like, no! Because everyone else said Goofy. And I was like, Pete, doo-doo. Damn it. And it was like half a second too late. Damn it. Well, you heard it here, Jason Marsden. Jay is very sad that he missed out on that. (laughs) I I am sad that I missed out on that video altogether. I wanted that swag, and we want to talk to you. And we'd love to chat. So how do we segue back into what we were talking about? I say we segue segue back in by getting into a fucking list. Okay. So are we at that point? We're at that point. We talked a lot about We talked what would be good to come back. We talked Mm. what didn't work that came back. We've talked about Netflix being the fucking uh, the mecca. No, what do they? What did you call them? The vulture. Oh, the culture vulture. Culture vulture. Uh, we've begged uh, Jason Marston <laughs> to do our show. We should end every episode by begging Jason Marston. That's what like, we're gonna do until until he comes on comes on our he show comes on this goddamn podcast. We are going to beg him mercilessly. Every single we're gonna, episode. We're going to end every episode with what I call the Marsden Minute. That's it. And we're just going to beg him to come Please on do show. our show. And, <laughs> and anybody who's listening to this episode, tweet at Jason Marsden. Tag him on Instagram. Tag him on our him, posts. Connect him to us. Tag him on our Facebook posts. Retweet our tweets at him. Uh, let him know that we're out here. Making it known. Spreading the good word. Of Jason Marsden. We're fans. Big fans. And we're not even saying this ironically. Not at all. We're legit fans. I want to sit down and I want to talk to him. I want us to sit down and talk to him. I I want to house. I want want to full on fanboy with him. I want to talk step by step. I want to talk Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. I want to talk Goofy Movie. He's doing a thing now because we both follow him on on social media. He's doing a Mars Variety Hour, which is like live... Uh, yeah. stuff in Nashville. It's like, awesome. He's he's doing live music. He's he's doing some burlesque related stuff. We're into it. We want to support it. High Five Podcast loves it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. And so now we're going to talk about now that the Marsden Minute is done. Yep. We're going to talk about our, our list. list. So um, I have mine. Hashtag ranked. Marsden Minute. Marsden. Uh, I have mine ranked. Do you have yours ranked? I don't. Okay. And I totally did this by what I think is either the most influential or or the best okay. or some combination of the two. Okay. So uh, you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. Go first. So my number five is Family Guy. Okay. Not because I think it's the best show in the world. I'm actually kind of sick of it at this point. I'm starting a trend, by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but I also didn't have last time ranked either. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did notice that. I'm just not going to rank them. And that's fine, because we're going to Because gonna rank ultimately, them we're going to combine and make this yeah. ultimate list. I'm just going to throw ideas at you. I love it. And you're going to be the cabinet, and my ideas are going to be the spaghetti, 
and we're just going to see if these noodles are ready. That is a weird analogy. Well, that's that's what it is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get mine up, uh, and 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 you're gonna be the exhaust <laughs> pipe, and I'm gonna be the sausage carrot. Perfect. So let's just go. Got let's it. go into it. So Family Guys number five, not because it's the best show, not because I really like it anymore, but because <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't get over sausage carrots. <laughs> mine was a thing, throwing noodles at In a cabinet. A cabinet. <laughs> That's totally a thing. Everybody does that on Labor Day. Isn't your Labor Day tradition throwing noodles at a cabinet and seeing what if stays they st- inside? If they stick, that's how you know they're done. It's not sticking. You throw them in an open cabinet, and then whatever doesn't fall out, you get to share with your family. You don't do that on Labor Day? My grandmother <laughs> that's how we taught me sh- this tradition. Well, I mean, then what do you do for Arbor Day? Are you not sticking forks in the lawn and stepping on them? <laughs> no. What? No. Everyone knows you crack an egg on your head and plant it in the sea. <laughs> plant it in the sea? <laughs> for Arbor Day? <laughs> so wait. So for Arbor Day, you crack an egg on your head. And then do you plant your head or the egg? Or the eggshells. Yes. We're getting planted in water. Yes. Yeah. And you made fun of sausage carrots. <laughs> Both. Go fuck yourself. Both. I might have tinkled a little bit. <laughs> oh, but wait, man. But wait. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's not President's Day. It's not. You don't tinkle in your pants. That's <laughs> only on President's no, 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 Day. No, 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 no. You have that backwards. President's Day is the only day that I do not tinkle in my pants. Oh. In honor of our president, I shit in them. <laughs> <laughs> I eat nothing but Cheetos for a week straight <laughs> I just and then have in. an orange turd <laughs> that comes out on President's Day. Yeah. And then we say hail to the chief and we throw it at our neighbors. <laughs> and we plant it in the sea. <laughs> and we plant it in the sea. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, give me your fucking <laughs> give me your fucking revival shows. Alright. So number five is Family Guy. Just because I think it was sort of a landmark for me of shows that can be revived. Sure. Um, number four is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Awesome. Because their new season is great. It's amazing. It's old. It, it feels like old hat. It feels like, you know, slipping into a warm uh, bath of, of tomato milk. Um, and uh, so anyway, that's number four. Number three is Roseanne. Yep. Because I think it's a strong revival. Sure. And I'm looking forward to it. Number two is Arrested Development. Yep. Number one is Twin Peaks. I think Twin Peaks is one of the best things that has been on television at all. And so it's definitely number one for me. Okay. So, uh, I've got, in no particular order, right. Doctor Who. Okay. Girl Meets World. Right. Arrested uh, Development. Mm-hmm. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Right. And <laughs> despite everyone's reaction, maybe Roseanne. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I have Roseanne on mine. I know, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's too soon to really put it on there. I know. And, and because we both have it, that basically guarantees it a spot on the list. We could put it low. It's going to have to it's, be. Uh, yeah. Because at making a judgment call after two episodes in, but I don't know. I just really fucking love Roseanne. Yeah. And like, I think the I show. I really, really, really love the original series. Mm-hmm. It's one of my like all time 
favorite television it's, it's series great. ever. And I think that the way they settled back into the characters was good. I think the rhythms are back on pace, especially in that second episode. I know. I still feel like they stumbled on the first one, finding their footing, but I give them that. It's been how yeah. long since the show was twenty canceled? 20, years, 25 years? Maybe more. And now, and and we will say, it's. I bet that was known because I would imagine that's why they released the first two together. Because if they just oh, yeah. released that first one, the studio's like, this isn't going to bring people back for week two. So let's release the, the 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 intro and then the good one. Right. And I'm curious to see what the third episode Exactly. Is like. like, I have every intention of finishing this. Totally. 100%. So that's why for me. Now, you wouldn't put Twin Peaks on there anymore? Oh, no, sir. You didn't like the... the... I did not. <gasps> oh, well. No, 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 no. I let me, thought it was Let me masterful. rephrase. Uh, I thought... It was great, David Lynch. It was not Twin Peaks. I can get on. I can. I can understand so, that argument so for, while not agreeing. For with my it. mind's sake, I cannot rightfully put it on a good revival. I don't feel like it was really a revival. I feel like it. It was kind of an amalgam of the Lynch verse, while not including characters. It included themes. That weren't necessarily included in the TV series that have been explored more in other Lynch movies. It had more of a meta cosmic feel than I think the series originally had. Fire Walk with Me felt more in line with the reboot and the second or with season, the revival. The second season had a lot of that because it had the Black Lodge. It had and... more, but it was nowhere near Fire Walk with Me. And I that feel not... like I feel like Fire Walk with Me and this are way more in line with each other and so i don't know i I definitely can't put it as number one especially because i feel like other shows have revived Mm -hmm. and been themselves sure which is what you loved about them originally man i i might fight for this one to be on the top five somewhere okay somewhere we can fight about it i i it's not that i don't like it and that's what i'm saying no and it's not that i don't see your argument i just I feel differently about sure. it. Sure. And my that's that's been my only argument with any of my friends who yeah. liked it. I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't Twin Peaks for me. Sure. Twin Peaks was way more Twin Peaks was a um an essay on like daytime soap television. Sure. Is what it felt like. It felt like an examination of that through the Lynch lens. Sure. This wasn't that. And that's honestly what I was hoping for. I wanted it mm-hmm. to be Twin Peaks. More of that, yeah. I wanted it to be what I thought it was. Kind of pulpy, kind of um kind of sappy. Sure. You know what I mean? Um but now, I also say it's pretty pulpy. It was pulpy, but was. it was almost almost and I've read tons of articles on it. There were parts that were completely incomprehensible. Like, oh yeah, I would agree with that. And that I don't feel like ever really happened in the Twin Peaks TV series. They had things that were non-linear, but sure. for the most part, it told a very. While you may have to think about it, it told a, a story. Yeah, who killed Laura Palmer? Right. This did not. Right. I do not feel. This was just this was way more dealt in the ethereal and I kind like of your your concepts. phrase cosmic. I That's do what think it felt it had like. more cosmic now. Now, my argument for it will be in the line of from the first season of Twin Peaks 
to the second season of Twin Peaks to firewalk with me to the revival, it makes sense in the progression of how weird and cosmic it gets. Agreed. And that, for me, is why it feels like the same universe. But again, we can talk about that specific one, like, last. Sure. So we both had Arrested Development. I had it at number two. You, I know you really liked it. Yeah, I would say would you put that I'd be totally one? comfortable with it being two or one. Two or one. Do you? What would you think would be better than it of the things that we've talked about and mentioned? Because of we only shared three, Roseanne, Mystery Science Theater, and Arrested Development. I don't Development. know. I'd kind of be okay with Mystery Science Theater th- being, being number one. Being number one? Because there, I still had some – I felt like it – it most embodied mm-hmm. what it originally was and felt like a true i felt no missteps sure. in its reboot or in its in its revival arrested development there were still some things that i didn't really enjoy in sure. the rebooted season or the revived season i keep wanting to throw in right. reboot um which I know were issues of like making the show itself. I know mm. that they had problems getting the cast members together f- right. to film a lot of the stuff. So that's kind of why the story um, is telling the way it is, yep. was changed to fit it. Now, can I make an argument? Sure. For it to be number one. Sure. Or at least between those two. Mm. Mystery Science, the, everything you said, I actually I agree with. But I also think. Mystery Science Theater 3000 is easier to do that with. You get a competent host and some good writers and you find bad movies and there you go. I think it's easier to come back and not miss a beat with that. I think it's more difficult to have a Michael Hurwitz show with a cast of eight to nine incredibly prolific, professional, and successful actors to then come back and not only feel like the same universe, but to also completely change the format. I think it's technically more impressive and a better revival, even though there were missteps. And and I will free I will freely admit that there were there were issues with the storytelling, there were issues with some of the tricks they had to do because of timing and, you know, onset availability. Sure. But I just think what they did what they pulled off was more impressive than finding eight bad movies. Okay, that's fair. Not that I don't... I mean, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is on nope. mine. I totally agree. But that's my argument for having so a then I say one. we put that as number one. I'm fine it was also It also really embodies a revival mm-hmm. because it was the most dead out yeah. of all of these shows. You know what I I'm saying? I very much agree like, with that. It ended without finishing the series. It was maligned. It didn't wrap up the story. It wasn't hugely popular. Right. So it stood the least chance. Uh, it wasn't a Roseanne, right. which was a massive cash cow for the network, sure. was a cultural phenomenon like... It wasn't that, right. and it didn't end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Roseanne ended. They right. wrote an ending to the show and ended the series. Now, Arrested Development didn't. Arrested right. Development thought it was coming back, got canceled. No more Arrested Development. Right. And then years passed, and it wasn't until DVD sales mm-hmm. drove it to a revival. Sort of a Family Guy story, right? really. It was kind of a cult hit, and then it was brought back. So, 
yeah, for me, I, I it epitomizes a revival. It's yeah. kind of that underdog. And they're coming back for another season. Like it, sure. it worked. Sure. Well, th- which is even crazier because it worked years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I think the revival was what like twenty twenty fourteen. Yeah. So I mean, it's been another four yep. to five years that's, in that's between true. Damn. a season. Damn, that's true. Wow. And so if they come back again, that's yeah. even crazier. So I yeah, let's put that as number one. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm gonna make a statement that might surprise you. Okay. Let's put Doctor Who as number two. Totally with it. Because not only it was canceled in the 60s, it's kind of a weird, ephemeral, British, very British show. Sure, totally. But not only has it come back to much acclaim, it's come back to fanfare that baffles me. Sure. Not because I don't like the show. Sure. I don't watch it. But when I do watch it, I get, it's like, oh, I get why you would watch this. Like this, this. right. But the level... Of fandom that surrounds it, just from me knowing you, yeah. the level of fandom that you personally have for it, sure. And, and I don't me, even scratch the surface of yeah. like a diehard exactly. movie. And so, for it to last as long as it did in the sixties and seventies, to be off for as long as it was, and then to come back as the behemoth that it has been, sure. I, I would say it is, it well, is above Mystery Science Theater for me. I will agree with that. So. Mainly because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, but also because I think you're right. If we're actually looking at it in terms of a show being a true revival mm-hmm. and not just a revival with like a, oh, yeah, it came back and it did pretty good. Yeah. It came back and, and it killed. crushed, yeah. maybe more popular than it was before it Oh, ended. of course. I mean, they have conferences for right. it. Multiple. Right. They didn't have that in the 60s right. and 70s. So, so yeah. yeah. So I'll agree with you that I totally, I yeah. I will back that up. And then I would have um, MSTK or as MST3 number three. as number three. Because that was another one that was dead, dead. The yeah. guys were gone. Right. They all went on to form riff tracks for yeah, the right. most part. That's right, because they legally couldn't use the Science Theater Right, name. because there was a huge, right. like, breakup there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was kind well, of a— Well, and Sci-Fi owned the rights, and this right. whole there was thing. a huge legal If anyone's shit. interested, look up, look that up on, like, Wikipedia or it's some news. It's a pretty interesting it's story. And crowdfunding yeah. brought them back. And I love— um, Oh, what's the Nerdist co-host who does the show? Jonah Jonah I love, Ray. I love Jonah Ray. Yeah. I think. Have you seen his his fake travel show? Uh. Uh-uh. Like it's called like Undisclosed America or Secret America, uh-uh. but it's basically he's doing a spoof version of a travel food show. And so he'll go to you know fake restaurants, and right. it's like uh, Mazi Fansari, like the comedian running this restaurant and they're talking about it's like, oh yeah, I make, you know, gluten free air cubes or, or whatever. It's really funny. I I'm think it's to on check um, that out. Crackle, I think it's That's, but it's good. That sounds hilarious. Um, Into it. So just look up Jonah Hill fake travel show and you'll find it. So, Jonah Jonah Ray. So then we've got that leaves us to our four and five spot. That leaves okay, we've talked about Roseanne, we've talked about Twin Peaks. I'd be we've willing about family guy. I'd be willing to give you Twin Peaks in the number five spot. If if it's on the list, I'm. I'm I'd be fine willing with that. to give you because once again, it was another one that was dead, dead. Yeah, like dead, dead. And it has come back to a lot of acclaim. And it did come back to a lot of acclaim. A lot of mixed feelings, mm-hmm. but a but a very large fanfare. But then again, that's pretty much true for any Lynch 
property. Totally. And so, it was a weird one. That a lot it w- of side-eye and then a lot of acclaim. It was very popular in the early 90s mm-hmm. and then just wildly got canceled. Like, it was, yeah. it in the 90s, it was a cultural phenomenon. It was. Like, it, people were massive fans. Yeah. And then it just went away. But yeah, the second season did not give people what they wanted. Nope. And then they left, and then Lynch basically did Firewalk With Me with money from France. Yep. And that became its own thing. And then Showtime brought this back, and I, I don't know. I, I'm fine with it being number five as long as it's on the list. And so that would say that would put Roseanne at number four. Yeah. Because we both shared Roseanne. Yep. Okay. I would I'm say that's that. fair. Because and then I, we have Family Guy and Girl Meets World as honorable mentions. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like Roseanne being at the number four is fair because that's an example of another like cultural behemoth. So these are all kind of examples of shows that ended in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, Twin Peaks cut down early. Uh, Arrested Development really wasn't at all a cultural success when it no. was out. So it died kind of a slow death. Um You've got Doctor Who that right. ended because its fandom ran its course and it just died out, right. and then they brought it back again. And I feel like uh, MST3K, yeah. it it ended up, you know, it had a syndicated lifespan on on Sci Fi Channel for, for years, years, and years and years and years. And that's what I watched. It, that's what I watched it on when I was growing up. On that's Saturdays. where I found it. Yeah, Saturday mornings, Sci Fi Channel from like nine to twelve. Yep. And then you've got Roseanne, which yeah. ran its course. You know what I mean? Nine seasons. Yeah. yeah. And then ended. Yeah. And then was brought back mainly, I feel like, because of its cultural relevance I right think now. it was probably somebody just threw the idea out there, and then Roseanne said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard, it was, um, I can't remember the actress who plays Darlene. Oh, but she's on that show, the, the, talk, the talk or the mouth. Or and I heard that there was kind of a she did a skit with John Goodman. I did hear on about that. that show kind of rev- playing a version of yeah. his Dan character. And I heard that like in an off camera thing. She was like, how w- would you ever think uh-huh. about doing something like that? Or he expressed to her how much fun he right. had playing the Dan character again. And then it got her, and she's an executive producer on this show now. Like, she... Well, she is kind of a main character. Yeah, from what I understand, she kind of bootstrapped this this series into existence. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. And she is kind of, at least from the first two episodes, kind of the focus. Like, you know what I mean? It's all about her moving back home. And and the the second episode is about her son. Right. And so, yeah, I'm happy with this list. So we've got Twin Peaks at five. Roseanne at four, MST three K three, Doctor, Doctor Who, Who at two, Doctor a, Two, yep, and then um, Arrested, Development Arrested Development as number, number one. one. I like it. That is your ultimate television revival series list. And if you don't like it, you can suck it. If we do this episode next year, we'll probably have to add Rocco's Modern Life. But also suck it. But suck it. It's time to close the door to the writer's room once again. 
as this week's award-winning High Five, the podcast episode, comes to an end. Feel free to reach out to the guys with your suggestions for episode topics by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> you got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever you're listening to podcasts and drop the show a five star rating if you like what you hear. Even if you don't like what you hear, give us a high rating anyway. What's it costing you? Nothing. That's what we thought. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.